0: So you started working on your money mindset. Maybe you're starting to feel more in tune with abundance, but it's becoming increasingly obvious that your partner's money mindset, well, frankly, it sucks. What's a woman to do? I'm no relationship expert, but I am a money mindset expert and I get asked what and I get asked about what to do when your spouse's money mindset is firmly planted in lack and scarcity all the time. So I thought it's about time we had this conversation on the show. If you feel like you've been battling your other half's money mindset, if it's been dragging you down or making it challenging to live your best, most limitless life, help is at hand, my love. I got you. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy-obsessed manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us. One in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle and sacrifice. You and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It is I, Cory Javid. Yes, that's right. Your business best friend. <laughs> Self-titled. From CorrieJavid.com. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I haven't recorded this episode before. I had to check and double check. I was like, surely I've talked about this. Evidently not. I've been remiss. What can I say? I apologize, my love because I've had this conversation with clients and limitless money students more times than I can count. (laughs) So I'm really surprised we haven't talked about it on the show. Well, I know we have talked about it and touched on it, but we haven't done a full episode. So here we are with the full episode on how to deal with your spouse's money mindset. If it's been bothering you, irking you, vexing you, getting you down, getting in your way, whatever it is, you're going to love today's episode. I mean, I'll tell you how this episode actually came about in just a second. But before we dig in, let me catch you up. What's been going on over here? So, van life update: We have the van. The shower pod is in situ. It's not fully connected up. The toilet has arrived. Exciting things, and we have the second row of seats in. So, yeah, quite a bit of progress already. So, it's all it's all happening. We took her out for a maiden voyage. It was delightful. Um, and in other news, I have like a really first world problem of needing more vases because I have so many bouquets of flowers for my birthday. It's just so delightful. Um, Loving my best life. Also, just on the magic manifestations update, I mean, I'm sure there's loads of things that I can share, um, and I'll probably do a full manifestation-like update episode soon. But I continue to find pound coins. My daughter manifested a pound coin because I was telling her about it. She's like, I want to do that. And then she found one in her school bag. And I promise you, I didn't put it there. So that was weird and cool. Um, and the rainbow manifestation is continuing. I I can't think of a year where I've ever seen this many rainbows. Normally, I don't know about you, I would see maybe two rainbows a year at most. I've probably seen eight in the last couple of weeks. It's incredible. Um, and I've seen two moonbows as well. So amazing. Anyway, (laughs) those are some random updates, random smattering of updates. Um, But also let me just tell you about what limitless money looks like to me this week. So I've worked on healing my relationship with money. I actively up-level my money mindset to be a match for more. And consequently, I now am the creator of the money and abundance in my life. Um, Rather than feeling like I am just hoping it comes my way or feeling capped, I feel totally tapped into the limitless supply of abundance that is available to me. And guess what, you as well. So I like to just talk about kind of, that's all kind of highfalutin maybe concepts. Um, not really actually, when you do the work, it's quite straightforward. But um, I like to bring it into the here and now and, and show you kind of like what that means. Like, what am I doing with that money? What am I doing with that Ability to feel abundant. How is it translating into my day-to-day life? And so this is what it looks like to me this week. Yesterday, I put together um, an advent of experiences for my daughter. Now, please don't roll your eyes and think I'm some kind of Pinterest perfect mom over here who's got all her shit together. I really haven't. It, <laughs> so I just don't want you to be under any illusions. Um I've already I already bought years ago one of those kind of like pocket fabric advent calendars after the first year where I thought of 24 different small gifts and individually wrapped them and thought fuck this. Quite frankly, I retired it and thought I probably won't use that again. Um, But I was reminded that I had it. And then I thought, well, actually, I want to do something a bit different this year. So one of the things that I'm kind of like working on with my daughter is to install in her like an appreciation of money and what it can do for us and trying to get her away from putting too much value in material things. Not that there's anything wrong with valuing certain material things. They all have their place. But getting her her hoping to lead the example of valuing experiences as I do and kind of like showing her what's possible. So anyway, I put together an advent of experiences. Now, (laughs) what that really looked like (laughs) is and this is where it becomes slightly less pinterest worthy is she's obsessed with um the tv program our yorkshire farm she straight up wants to be a farmer she would asks us and pesters us all the live long day when can we get a farm when can we get a farm when can we go to yorkshire <laughs> and the the family on this tv show called the owens and so because she's obsessed with them i printed off 24 um Photos of this family and their farm and their and livestock and all sorts. It helps that uh, Amanda Owen um, has a really great Instagram account. And I cut them out and then I wrote something on the back of each of them. So uh, on every day, there's a thing. That she either gets or gets to do. And so, like a couple of them as like you get a, a bedtime story from us. So she's at that age where she likes to just kind of like read on her own, but occasionally she likes to be read to, and it's not something we do in a really structured way. So like that's some of the things. So it's not like all stuff. Um, but I promise you, I'm coming back to what this has to do with money. So some of the stuff is free is my point. But then some of the things that we got to include in there were just really fun. and what I was reflecting on afterwards, after I'd done it was like, wow, like this wasn't an exercise in making an advent calendar for free. This was an exercise in kind of like, what are we teaching through this advent experience? What are we valuing? How are we using this as an experience to come together and and enjoy ourselves more? But I realized how money and an abundance of money in our lives meant that I was able to make a lot of those decisions without worrying about the cost involved. So I'll give you some examples. So one of the things in there, is that we're going to this Lights Trail at one of the um, National Trust properties near here. Now, the tickets to that, even though we're members, like do add up to quite a significant sum of money. I put other things in there, like I've given her on one of the days she gets some money to spend in a charity shop. Now, um, again, it's like about teaching her about like reuse, recycle and all that. So there's a kind of, there's a message in it, right? But the point is there's money involved there. Another day she gets money for a secondhand book because I know she likes books. On two separate occasions, we're donating some money to charities of her choice. Um, On another day, she gets to choose the family meal. So whether we cook or get takeaway or eat out, that's on her. So anyway... And just was reflecting on the fact that it would have been far cheaper to buy even a fairly pricey um, advent calendar, you know, one of the ones that's got like, I don't know, toys or Lego or something in it. Um, But it didn't matter. And that's the kind of point. That's what limitless money means to me. It's being able to live my life in alignment with my values and to teach my daughter the lessons I want to teach her about money and manifestation and stuff, but also just to not feel limited By money in doing any of these things, feeling total freedom. So I had total freedom and free reign to write on the back of each of those little pieces of paper, what felt good. And if the thing that felt good involved money, uh, there was no... Christmas budget in my head that I was tallying up against. There was no, oh, but actually we're also doing this and this, or December's an expensive month, or things that I've thought to myself before. So anyway, that's what Limitless Money has looked like to me this week, and that's why I liked to share these things. But what would Limitless Money mean to you if you felt the freedom to spend in total alignment with what feels good and what is important to you and your values, what would that look like? So I encourage you to have a think about that. Um, so we are going to dig into how to deal with your spouse's money mindset. Um, but I wanted to give you a bit of insight into how this particular episode came about. So of course, as I mentioned, I've reflected on the fact, like, how did I not record this before? It seems bizarre. Um, but it came about for two reasons. I was like, I really have to record this today. It wasn't in the schedule. I've che- I bumped a different episode for this because I had an Elevated Abundance Mastermind um, call today with one of the groups, um, which was a beautiful call. And also I was answering this same question as part of like one of my um, one-to-one check-ins with my Mastermind clients. So my Mastermind clients get a check-in day. Um, we use an app to check in with each other. Anyway, this question came up with one of my clients in the other <laughs> Mastermind group. So I've answered this question twice today. Um, and I love I love this topic. So I thought, Do you know, what? I mean, it's gonna bring it all to you. So that's why we're here. But I just thought you might be interested in terms of what other questions come up in our mastermind. So I thought just while we're here, I'll share with you the other. Uh, so we had four questions, support questions asked on the mastermind call that I ran today. So, in case you wanted a little sneaky peek behind the scenes of what it's like to be on an elevated abundance mastermind call with me, um, these are these are some of the things that we were discussing. So, we always we always open these calls by sharing our wins, and I encourage the ladies to talk about what was the mindset shift or the energy that went into creating that win because that's what makes. Um, their win, something that we can all learn from. So I absolutely love that. And it sets that tone for the celebratory vibe and all of the things. Um, But then we go around and we ask, you know, who has support requests and they ask it of the group and the other ladies in the mastermind all contribute, you know, their advice or words of support or wisdom or whatever that looks like, whatever they feel called to say. Um, And then the person asking gets coached from me. So here are the other questions that we got asked. So we got asked, you know, how to deal with um, your Sparrow's money mindset, which we're going to get into. But just in case you wanted that sneak peek behind the scenes, here are the other questions that some of the ladies um received support around um on today's call. I just thought it'd be fun because I'm always sharing wins from my clients, right, which I love doing. I'm obsessed with these women. I, I actually have a case study um episode coming up for you. I know you ladies love those. So um, stay tuned for that. But I thought, actually, isn't it nice if not only if I'm sharing the wins, but just what a little glimpse of what it looks like to be supported in this way? The kind of things you can ask—I mean, everything's on the table in terms of what you can ask. So here's what came up. One of them was what to do with panics and feeling worried about money when you've been earning consistently and then it looks like you might have a dip um, or might not hit your income target for the month. So that's um, something you know. I've definitely heard before. And so that was a great one um, to help that particular Elevated Abundance member shift around. Um, Another question was how to write promotional emails and posts and the likes um, about current spaces that you got available and or prices going up without worrying about sounding salesy or desperate, etc. Again, loved helping that lady with that question so she can be merrily on her way going and getting the word out and bringing those sales in. Um, And another one was, do I have to be on social media? Um, And this particular lady was feeling stretched and like she should be doing social media, but she didn't want to. Does it matter to her business? Um, And what else was going on there? So that was an interesting one because I kind of addressed that one at the surface level, but then I identified that there was something else actually beneath the surface. And when we got to that, then that was really the shift that made the difference for her. So anyway, I just thought that might be interesting to have a little glimpse into what goes on on these mastermind calls things like that (laughs) being supported in those sorts of ways um and just speaking about the mastermind actually i should probably let you know that um I have an email waitlist that you can join if you want to be the first to find out about Spaces. So how we manage demand for the Elevated Abundance Mastermind is that um, I invite you to join the email waitlist and then as and when Spaces become available, I will send you a message, let you know, invite you to join me on a call if you want to, to talk about the possibility of working together. So um, if you've been thinking about getting onto that Elevated Abundance email waitlist, I would encourage you to do so ASAP. So corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. There's also a link in the description of this episode in your podcast player for ease. Um, I would very much encourage that because actually we are now opening up two spaces for 2022 for the spring in one of the spring intakes in 2022. So I'm only opening up two spaces um, and I will be reaching out to people on that email waitlist very soon. And so that we can, you know, so that if you're on there, then you get the opportunity to chat with me and we can discuss securing one of those spaces now for 2022. So if that sounds good, then I would love to chat with you. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate if you would love to be supported and just, you know, that no, you just had a sneak peek into a little tiny glimmer of how I can support you and how you can be supported by your peers and your new group of besties. Um, but to find out all the juicy details and more, head over to com forward slash elevate and I will send you over all the goodness. Okay, so let's get into this. Let's get into how to deal with your spouse's money mindset. So, Maybe you've started working on your money mindset and you realize, wow, my husband or wife or partner, boyfriend or spouses or whatever, uh, money mindset sucks. (laughs) What can you do about it? Can you do anything about it? Like I said, I get asked this question all the time and twice today specifically. So here we are. Um, Maybe you're at the point of you're feeling like it's you know, you really want to cultivate an abundance mindset for yourself. Maybe you hear me banging on about how your mindset is the thing that really shapes your reality. And you really want to have an abundance mindset around money, but you feel like you're kind of like losing your foothold with that or it can't really take hold or grow. You can't nurture that belief because... The other person that, you know, is in your life is negative or very rooted in that lack or scarcity mindset. Maybe they're stressing about money. Maybe if you feel like that translates into pressure on you and you feel like that messes with your energy or your money mindset maybe your business and or finances are intertwined with your other half. And so you feel like their money mindset is like practically impacting you as well. So if any of these are ringing true, then you're in the right place. Now, before we dig in to what you can actually do about this, so disclaimer before we get stuck in, I am not a relationship expert, <laughs> but I am a money mindset expert and I'm an expert in helping you get what you want ultimately. That's my job. <laughs> so so anyway, so any of the actual relationship side of things, obviously you need to make them applicable to your context and your particular relationship and every person and every relationship is different. However, there are commonalities around money mindset um, and that is a thing that I am an expert on. So The first thing to know is, and I've got six things to share with you actually today. So I've got like, what is and what is not your job? I have what you should do depending on which stage you're at, how you should be viewing your partner and their money mindset, um, a practical energetic technique you can use what to do with practicalities and decisions. And then I'll also share my experience. So there's a little lowdown, what we're going to be covering. So what is your job and what is not? So here's the thing to know. Your energy and your mindset is, is obviously your job, not theirs. So what I mean by that is not theirs in both ways. It's not their job to help you with your money mindset, as nice as that might be. That's not their job. If you need help with that, come to me. That's literally my job. <laughs> and and equally, their money mindset is not your job. So um, this is the thing that can feel hard. When we've started working on our money mindset, or even when we've become aware of our money mindset, suddenly we can start looking at the people around us in our lives and be like, damn, <laughs> their money mindset sucks. And here's the thing. One thing, one aspect is that we feel like it might be easier for us if they were on the same page as us, abundance-wise. The other thing is that because the more we work on ourselves, the better we feel, and the more improved our situation with money is, we can feel like, well, we want that for them too. We can also feel frustrated if they're not at the same point. So I'm just acknowledging all of that. And the thing to really note, though, is you have to really let go of where they're at and know that the only thing that you get to actually control or have say over is your own money mindset, your own inner work, your own inner growth, your own connection with abundance. So that's the part that is your job. And you have to, I'm afraid, let go of the rest. You have to let go of the fact that they're at a different point. We'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in terms of them at the moment. But I think the thing to know is that you do have the power as it relates to your experience. So just in case you need a recap here, here's how your mindset and your energy works in relation to money. So You think things or you have a set of beliefs around money. Now, if you haven't done a significant amount of um, money mindset work or a structured kind of approach, then the likelihood is that you are still toting around um, old belief systems that you would have picked up, inherited, had imprinted on you or otherwise received through childhood, through adulthood so far and through motherhood. So these three different stages all have differing impacts, some positive, some negative. Um, on our money mindset. And then the this these things combine to create our money mindset. So our view of money, our expectation of money, um, what we believe is true for money and what we believe is true for money for us specifically. So you have a set of beliefs around money, whether or not you've realized it. Thus far, I'm guessing you have, because otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to this episode. <laughs> you have a set of beliefs around money. Now, um, you could be working on those beliefs around money or just aware of your beliefs around money. Doesn't matter which stage you're at, but if you want to change your experience of money, if you want more cash in the bank, if you want to feel better about money, if you want it to be easier to make money, then the thing to change is the thing at the top, which is your belief system. So your beliefs and thoughts dictate how you feel. So your emotional experience around money um, and your emotions and your energetic vibration around money. So it trickles down from your beliefs and your thought system into your feelings and your feelings and your thoughts combine to create your energy. And we attract based on our energy. So if you're thinking negatively about money and feeling bad about money, guess what? The point of attraction there isn't looking great, but the good news is that we get to change it. Um, But from there, the energy that gets created by our belief system, our thoughts, and by our feelings combined, those two combine and are poured into any actions that we take, which then dictates the outcomes and said another way, our experience of money. So I've said this before, but I'll say it again. If you want to be making more money in your business, I can totally in literally two minutes flat write out a really kick-ass strategy for you on a piece of paper. And yes, we do need strategy. However, if you're bringing to that a load of negative and limiting beliefs around money and your ability to create, have, and receive it, and then that's manifesting in your body as negative emotions and feelings... Then you're going to be showing up for the actions required to execute that strategy with an an entirely different energy than somebody who's healed their relationship with money um, and up leveled their mindset around money. And therefore, you'll get entirely different results from that same strategy. Maybe you won't even take the actions because maybe you'll feel afraid, or maybe you'll do them but lacking in any expectation of it working out. And guess what? We get what we expect. (laughs) Um, So, All of this just to say, this is how money works at an energetic level. And so, If you want to be changing your experience of money, the good news is is you only have to change how you think and you feel about money. So this releases your partner from that responsibility, which is great because if you're in a relationship with somebody who is very stuck in a lack or scarcity mindset around money, it's easy to feel like, oh no, are they going to ruin my experience of money? That does not have to be your truth, my love. You can both coexist in a relationship even within the same business if you're working together. So I have some clients who do work with their spouses in their business as well. You can coexist in the same home, in the same experiences, have joint finances, and still be the one that is in control of your experience of money. And that's what I really, really want you to hear and take away from this because I think it's easy to accidentally give away our power. And we'll talk about that a bit more in just a second. But It's easy to feel like, oh no, like they're ruining it for me and I'm over here working to try and think abundantly and they're over there bringing me down, et cetera, et cetera. The more you can separate, the more you can just ignore whatever it is that they're doing. Know that it doesn't have to impinge on your experience of money and just put your focus on your inner being, your energy, your mindset. You will be amazed at how things shift and change. So we'll talk about that also more in a second, but that's the thing that ultimately to understand. And even if you took away only one thing from this episode, I'd love it to be that. Your experience of money is with within your control. No one can take that away from you unless you let them. Um, which is something we'll talk about. So that's how energy works with respect to money. And that's how this is actually like good news because it means that we don't have to be worrying about our partner's money mindset. Now, I do know, and I'm gonna acknowledge and we'll get into some specifics and that sometimes if you have intertwined finances and or a business together, that can make um, certain aspects more challenging and I'll acknowledge those challenges. However, the best way to meet those challenges, the best way to get the best possible outcome from those challenges is, guess what? Yes, to work on your inner self, your energy around money, your thoughts and your beliefs. Um, so the other thing just to know, and I've seen this myself, and I'll share my experience in a sec. Um, so, I keep telling you what I'm sharing in a minute. Um, teasers, so many teasers. So, um, I've seen this with other clients as well, is that when you really up level, when you really upgrade your belief system around money, um, and you just start showing up differently, you just start talking differently around money, you start behaving differently around money, and you give off a different vibrational frequency around money, it's very infectious in the best possible way and the high vibration frequency will always play out and win so in any situation where somebody is feeling epic and someone's feeling not great the epic vibration will be the thing that tends to kind of like pan out or affect the scenario the most um and it just can be like literally i talk about this like 51 percent is enough so if if you know 51 percent of the time your high vibe is there then good enough. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, so the other thing is, is that when you up level, you'll be really amazed how so many other people in your life, including your spouse or partner, most likely will be up leveling too. So these are the things to know that the first is how money works and how your energy works. But the second is that that that's your job and just let go of um any worries that you have about their money mindset impacting you, and I know that that can feel easily done on the surface. And this is why it's one of the things that I coach my clients around in the spe- and in the specifics. So the second thing is that, depending on where you're at, then there might be different things that you do or don't want to do. So what do I mean by that? When you are very new to this work, so when you are very newly working on forming a new, more empowering, more abundant money mindset then it's a little bit like a seedling. So you want to protect that seedling. You don't want somebody to trample it. You don't want to put it out in a gust of wind. You don't want it to be subject to frost. I don't know why I'm using a gardening analogy here. I really don't know anything about gardening, but let's go with it. And so I would say the same can be true uh, about your money mindset. When this work is new to you, I think it's absolutely okay for it to be private work, for it to be something that you're not necessarily sharing with somebody who isn't in a position to be supportive, because it takes more work to be resilient when that new mindset is just a sapling. Does that make sense? Whereas when you're starting to feel more grounded, more sure, and in more of a place of trust in the abundance and your ability to create it, then it's harder to be rocked. And so it doesn't matter as much if you come up against somebody who, um, you know, believes or feels differently. So I would say it kind of really depends where you're at on your journey. If you're newer to this work, then it's absolutely okay if you feel like you kind of want to hide away with this work and kind of protect it and and avoid the subject. Like I would actually give you permission on that. So normally I'm all for like speaking your truth and owning, you know, what you're doing and where you're at. But I think there's, there's a time and a place for that. And like I said, if it's new and you're just still working on getting those roots going, that sapling growing, um, then that's absolutely fine. Now, as you progress with money mindset work, so some of my clients are at the point where they've been doing this for a while, they're feeling much more confident, much more sure and firmly rooted in their belief and experience of abundance. And so they feel fine having conversations with their spouse um, or doing affirmations or money mindset work in the vicinity of their spouse and being okay if that, that spouse is maybe slightly questioning or judging or whatever the thing is and being like, yeah, well, this is what I'm doing because it does rub off if, It's witnessed too, right? Um, And I think that when you're more sure of your new beliefs and you're feeling more in tune with abundance and more trustful of your ability to create and receive abundance, then I think there's some opportunity to have conversations with your partner if you want to, if you just want to get them thinking. So again, their money mindset is not your responsibility. I know it would be great, wouldn't it? And we were talking about this and giggling about it on our call today. It would be great if I just created the Limitless Money boot camp for Partners and we all just chucked them in it and said, you're not allowed to come out until or you're fully, you know, feeling abundant AF. (laughs) Um, But it's just not realistic. Uh, We're only in charge of our inner work, right? And if somebody's not amenable to it and not ready for it, or if it's not delivered in a way that jives with them, then it's just not going to work. And so, um you can decide if you want to have conversations especially you know if you are co-parenting and you're kind of like wanting to raise your kids to have certain more empowering beliefs around money then maybe it's conversations that you have there um but not from a perspective of feeling like it's your job to change their mind feeling like it's your job to get them to take this seriously or to really work on themselves, more just as a point of conversation. So something that I find quite useful um, as a kind of technique here is to wait until you're kind of like doing something that you're already in a good mood, you're already having a good time together. So, you know, like pick your moment, not when you've the your partner's just come to you stressing about a bill. Obviously, that's not the time, right? You're a smart lady, you don't even need me to do this. <laughs> but you know, just things like, hey, here's what I've been reflecting on about money lately. I realized that. I used to really believe this and now I'm believing that, you know. So you can do things like that. And when you're kind of sharing a bit of your experience in that way, then sometimes it will land with that other person and feel less confrontational than your money mindset sucks, do something about it, which can feel tempting to say, but I would urge you not to. <laughs> um, so that's that's an option available to you. And I've had those sorts of conversations with my, with my husband, but not very much. And we'll talk about my experience in a bit more depth in a minute. But um, but I've just noticed that I—it just kind of permeates. And the other thing that I—and and it really depends on your partner and who who it is that you live with. And you know, some people are. Everybody's at different points and more open or more closed to to this work, and that's okay. So, like, it's okay. Just let them be at wherever they're at on their journey, and just trust that you know, the that, that your job is to work on yourself. I know I keep saying this, but it's really the thing. So you can bring it up in conversation and also permission to protect your money mindset if you need to until such times as it's feeling more fully fledged. So then the third thing to share with you today is really to have compassion for where they're at. So not only Do we need to just kind of like let them be where they're at? But we should actually have some compassion. So it can feel quite jarring when we've, especially when we're quite new to money mindset work and we've become having all these like epiphanies and aha moments. And then we see somebody back where we feel like we were. and We can feel like, ugh, like I don't want to be back there. And it's kind of a reminder of our old belief system often. And we can feel like, oh, I can't believe that they're there. I'm so much more enlightened or whatever, however that manifests for you. Permission to feel that way. (laughs) Not that we are more enlightened, but I mean, just permission to have that human experience of feeling like you are maybe. Um, But I would just say like the thing that we can do that will help us the most ultimately, but also help them is just to have compassion for where they're at. They're doing their best from where they are, their money mindset is a product of their upbringing, of their experience. Now, I'm a money mindset expert specifically for women and mothers, and so I can't speak to the nuances of a more um, sort of typical cisgendered male stereotypical upbringing But what I can guess at is that, knowing sort of our society, at least in the culture that I exist in, um, our society's expectations around men are that their value comes from providing. Their value is so entrenched in the money that they earn, much more so than for us. And I know that's obviously starting to change and everything, but that brings with it a whole gamut of extra pressure and you know, weird, sticky feelings around money, and it becomes tied up with identity and all sorts of things. So I'm just saying this from the point of view of be aware of that, be aware of what went into them arriving at wherever they're at with their money mindset. So Something I reflected on um, with my husband that I'm happy to share is that he was brought up with a mother whose catchphrase, let's say, was what you want and what you get are two different things. Now, that didn't necessarily relate to money, but it does obviously apply to money. Um, And that was her kind of like view of life. And I just think that's quite disempowering. It's quite sad. Um, So anyway, that's just like one little glimpse. But just even knowing that makes me more compassionate um, about, you know, wherever he might be at with his money mindset. So I think just being compassionate and reflecting on How they got to where they're at, I think, can be really helpful so that we don't feel judgmental or we don't feel kind of put out that they're not really down for doing this work that we're doing because we're all just on our own path, right? Then the next thing that I can give you is a little practical tip. So one of my clients mentioned this um, on the call today in support of the client that asked the question about how to deal with your spouse's money mindset. Um, and it reminded me of this because this is something I've I probably recommended to her and, and it's something I definitely use. So I would I used this a lot in, I'd say, the first year of me kind of like working on my money mindset, just around friends, family, and my husband as well. And it's the bubble, the abundance bubble. So anytime I would be around somebody who felt very differently around money than me, and I like, just to be clear, I have some friends who, um, in my real life, (laughs) um, who are in a very different place financially and probably think in view... Money in a very different way than I do. It's not my job to change that um, or do anything about that. And equally, I felt for a time that I I noticed that perhaps I was kind of hanging back from that because I didn't want it to sort of infiltrate and ruin my energy around money. If I'm being brutally honest, I probably wasn't thinking of it as consciously as that, but I know that I did that. And then I thought, well, no, this isn't really the thing because I really love these people. I love having them in my life. And so what if that's it's like having a different religion? I don't care if somebody has a different religion. Or spiritual, you know, standing, unless it's, you know, in some way harmful to me or other people. And so I still want these people in my life. And so this is when I kind of learned to activate the bubble, as I call it. And so I always think of it as a as a golden bubble of energy, which is exactly how my client described it as well. Hers was also shimmering and glittering. So feel free to pick a colour and shimmer of your choice. Um and just whenever I, I was around somebody who was talking, you know, very negatively about money, like, "Oh, there's never enough, and can't afford it, and money's so tight, and um, you know, I, you know, never make this, and never that will never happen," and, you know, all of that kind of, all of those things that, hey, let's be honest, I used to say about money before I did this work. Uh, rather than feeling like I was letting it make its way in, before I just felt so kind of solid in my money mindset that you could say anything to me about money right now. And it's just going to ping off me. And I don't even need to activate the bubble. Maybe it's there and just working, but I don't need to kind of consciously do it anymore. But it really helped me at that time. So I would activate the bubble. I would just, and even just saying that to yourself, like activate the bubble. Okay. You don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> activate the bubble. You might get some strange looks. <laughs> But if you just even say it in your mind, it can, first of all, it helps to release some of the emotional charge that we can feel if we're feeling triggered by somebody else's money mindset, right? Um... And when we're feeling triggered by somebody else's money mindset, it's because it made its way in and it's hit up against something. Something else, something that's not feeling totally abundant, right? So that's fine. It's just acknowledging that, knowing that we've still got some work to do. But if you're feeling like it's gonna make its way in or you're around that person, you can just activate this bubble. And so how I see it, it's kind of like an aura or like a force field, but it's a loving energy. And this is the important thing. It's not a protective kind of like you stay out there like a wall it's a it's a loving energy and it's literally radiating abundance out from me out of my pores out of my very being and it means that anything that's contrary to abundance just sort of dissipates on the surface and fizzles away. The other thing I used to kind of joke to myself about, joke to myself, I don't know if I do that. Do you do that? <laughs> is I used to be like, I'm made of tea fowl. It just, you know, like nonstick coating. It just beads off of me. Now, I don't really like nonstick coating, which is another sort <laughs> of subject, so I don't use that anymore. Um, but anyway, you do whatever you need to do, my love. But the point is to have a kind of little practical mindset, practical mindset. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Um, Thing that you can do in those instances when somebody's coming at you with some money shit that you don't want to receive. You don't want it to make its way in. Activate the bubble. Just think, oh, that's the noise that my bubble makes, by the way. Oh, (laughs) and things just evaporate off the surface it's not firing it back it's not closing off or keeping someone out it's just radiating so much certainty and trust and love and abundance outwards that nothing has the opportunity to get past that it's a beautiful thing so activate the bubble okay let's get into some really Practical specifics, though, because you're if you're like, yeah, this is all good and well. I'm going to work on my money mindset. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to show compassion. I'm going to activate the bubble. But I have to have a chat with my spouse about insert your financial thing here. Um, then what do you do? So I think there's two aspects to this. The first thing is if you have any opportunity to earn, now, this might be annoying to so stick with me, to earn your own money, to have some of your own money, it will feel much easier to feel empowered around money and to be able to exercise autonomy around money and therefore be able to treat that portion of money at the very least Um, completely independently of them and their beliefs and what they think um, should or should not be done with money, which just gives you the opportunity to play energetically more with money. So, um, you can make your own spending decisions without having to justify, which makes it easier when you're earlier on in your money mindset journey. You get to use it in ways that somebody who is in a very much lack or scarcity mindset might freak out about, you know. Um, if you have your own money that you've earned, is really, really useful. Now, if you have joint finances, and my husband and I have joint finances, um, a a practicality that I would recommend, and hey, I'm not going to tell you what to do in your life, but this would just be my recommendation that I find really useful, is to make sure that you have a proportion of money that is just yours each month. So it's just not all in one massive communal pot. That can really be helpful, particularly earlier on and while you're still up-leveling, because actually the reality is, is the more and more you up-level, the more your partner is likely to be dragged along, whether willingly or not, with you. It just is how it kind of works, right? So I think the first thing is if you can make your own money, you will feel more easily empowered to spend it in accordance with your new belief system, your new values. And then you can actually see from there, um, all of it play out it's kind of like a self-feeding positive feedback loop you know so the more you earn and then you do things that feel good for you with that money the more it enforces your new belief system that money gets to feel good and that you get to earn and spend and save and invest in whatever ways feel amazing to you and then the more you do it and then you feel grateful and it's kind of like a beautiful expanding upward spiraling thing right um, now here's the thing. I recognize that not everybody is in a position where they are currently making their own money, um, or enough, quote unquote, of it to feel really empowered around spending it. So if you're not, you know, contributing 50-50 or the sole or main breadwinner, then it's really easy to feel like it's less possible to feel empowered around money. And that's why one of the things that I'm so passionate about is helping women to feel empowered to earn their own money. So I've talked about before on the show how earning your own money and feeling empowered to spend it how you choose is literally the cure to overwhelm because then you get to just willy-nilly make decisions that are going to feel supportive. Like, I've just decided I've hired a cleaner to come five days a week. I've just decided I've outsourced all the kids' meals. I've just decided, like, whatever you need to do. <laughs> I've just decided I've got an OBM, a VA, and, uh, you know, tech VA, and whatever. I've hired all these people in my business It's going to take things off my plate and make my life just feel easier. I've just decided, so you get my point, right? Um. But the same is true just in terms of as you're working on your own money mindset, if you have some of your own money to play with that you have earned, then you're not having to work against some of the feelings of disempowerment that don't have to but can come from you not having earned it. So if you're in that position that you're not yet at a point where you have your own money that you earned and you feel empowered to spend it and do things with it as you will, I would 100% recommend to you my course Limitless Money. Um, It's going to be the thing that helps you to feel empowered that helps you to understand how you can be earning your own money with ease without having to sacrifice hustle and overwhelm so that's good if that's what you need head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless um and sign up and crack on, you'll feel better when you're earning your own money. Um, so that's one aspect of the practicality side of things. But if you need to, what if you need to make, if you have to make joint decisions, you know, things like about the house you live in, or if you're running a business together, you need to make joint decisions potentially about what you're investing in the business. There's lots of different scenarios. You don't need me to list them out for you. The biggest thing here is that, number one, having worked on your energy, your feeling of worthiness and your belief system, that counts for so much in bringing that to the party. So If you feel really sure-footed and grounded in abundance and your expectations have, then that radiates from you in those conversations, which is more likely for those conversations to go more your way, right? Um, But then the other aspect of it, so that's the first and most fundamental piece, but then the other aspect is getting some support if you don't feel like you can be your best advocate for yourself in those scenarios. And now I know that that really doesn't often come naturally for us as women. So I speak to my clients all the time about being their best advocate for themselves and being able to vocalize what it is that they want, what it is that they feel, what it is that they choose, what it is that they desire. And it can be so hard for us as women because we've had it really conditioned out of us. We're told to cater to the needs of others, bend to the whims of others. We're taught that Other people's happiness is more important than our own and therefore we should prioritize it. We're taught that we shouldn't be high maintenance. We're taught that we shouldn't, you know, have desires, having desires and vocalizing them and owning them and expecting them to be met as a woman can be unseemly. There's so much programming there. Um, the good news is, is that actually you can learn to have those conversations around spending in a much more empowered way so that you feel like you're being a good advocate for yourself because nothing feels worse in those sorts of situations than knowing you need to have a conversation about a particular financial aspect. So spending money on something jointly, knowing really what it is that you want, but not feeling able to vocalize that. That just sucks, doesn't it? I think we've all been there in different ways. Um not being at feeling like we're able to get our point across or not feeling like we're able to be heard and understood in that conversation. So, I could do a whole podcast episode on this and this is something that I've helped, you know, my clients on extensively and it's part of, you know, it was one of those one of the many things that I give support around is, you know, how to show up to those conversations, how to find a way to compromise and to have both parties feel heard and understood so that you can come to some joint spending decision that feels in alignment for you, that doesn't feel like it's going against the grain of all of the great work that you've been doing around your abundance mindset. So, in terms of the the practical side of things, those would be the two biggest things that I would recommend. One, finding a way of having your own money uh, in some way. It doesn't have to be all of the money. You can still have joint finances and joint accounts and things, but having your own money. If you can start earning more of your own money, you'll feel so much more empowered. If you have some of your own money, you'll feel more empowered. It will feel much easier to work on your experience around money that way. And then your spouse's money mindset becomes less and less of a, kind of challenge or issue. And secondly, um, really doing the inner work that you need to do and or getting support with that so that you can feel like you're able to go into those conversations well equipped, go into them with your best energy, go into them able to communicate and vocalize what it is that you want as an outcome here. That can feel really stretching for us. So we just really want to acknowledge that as well. Um And, you know, there's lots that goes into that in terms of the compassion piece that we talked about, in terms of cultivating a neutrality to their reactions. That can be stretching. But but I find the kind of biggest piece there in having those joint spending decisions when we're at a different place, mindset wise, than our partner, the biggest thing is is being able to communicate super effectively how you really feel, what it is that you really desire, um, and what's important to you, being able to know what outcome you you want from that decision knowing how to be able to have those decisions so that you stay in empowerment they stay in empowerment you're not taking any of their power away whether accidentally or otherwise and that you can have a fruitful conversation doesn't mean that the conversation will necessarily go your way hundred percent of the time because hey it was compromised in relationships right however What I do know that is that if we go into those on the back foot, those sorts of conversations, if we go into them not feeling shored up in terms of our energy, if we go into them not feeling able to clearly communicate what it is that we want, then we're very unlikely to get the outcomes that we desire. And so that's when that other person's money mindset does start impacting our reality because we're not standing in our power. So if you want to Be the creator. I was going co-creator, but I mean co-creator with the universe (laughs) of your financial reality. It has to start from within, and it has to start by taking back your power. So, um, lastly, as I promised, I would just share my experience here. So, my experience is that my husband has never, to my knowledge, done a stick of money mindset work, and that's okay. I don't care. um and he he has jokes about kind of me and my woo-woo ways you know, I was sharing on my call earlier with my clients that he calls me a crystal sniffer. <laughs> it's it's like it, he says it with infection he doesn't like he he's very much science logic based kind of person doesn't have t- any time of day for the woo-woo but equally doesn't like overly judge me for it or give me a hard time for it it's more of a like bless you doing your little thing and I think bless him living in his little <laughs> like you know, Newtonian world of, uh, you know, effort equals outcome. Anyway, (laughs) so my point being is my husband and I have a very, very different you know, approach to money. I'm much more in the energetic. He's much more of the hard work equals financial reward and outcome. And that's fine. But having said that, he is in that mindset, yet his reality more and more is actually aligning with mine. (laughs) So with my reality of being able to work more energetically to create and receive more without, um, you know, having to hustle and sacrifice and stuff. So, in a nutshell though the takeaway from my experience at least is that we have very different money mindsets and we have different journeys on that front i've worked on mine actively he hasn't um However, he, he has progressed and he has grown on that front and he has changed. Um, And I do think that is in a large part to me working on my money mindset, because I think it has been the dominant, I don't really like that in, um phrase as such, but you'll, you'll get what I mean, like the dominant energy in our relationship has been my high vibe, my expectations around having more, my belief in abundance. It's infectious, right? So I have noticed that the more I've worked on myself, the more he's just kind of been along on the journey with me but just less of an active participant in on his own money mindset does that make sense um and his experience has been as well that he's earned more and more. And yes, that's a you know, in large part down to his own merit and his own abilities and his skills and stuff, but I do think a significant part of that is that as I've earned more and more, it just sort of, you know, sets an unspoken kind of raising of the bar. I've never said to him, You now need to go earn more because I'm earning more. It just is what kind of happens. So I've definitely noticed that the more I've worked on myself and I've let go of any responsibility for his, and I've let go of any any, you know requirement for him to think or feel or behave a different way around money so that it caters to how I want to feel I just kind of like feel but like two separate things um and then I found it much easier and I found it much easier to come to those joint spending decisions and advocate for myself having done that work on myself does that make sense so that's it in a nutshell, my loves. I would love, love, love to know your biggest takeaway from today's episode because it's such a juicy topic because it's something that I know I talk with so many women about. Um, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email to support at Coryjavid.com. Tell me what was your biggest takeaway. If you've got any follow-up questions or you've got like a um, a practical example um, and you like a tip to kind of like put it into place, just send me an email i love to hear from you and i love to know and you know i may well bring any other questions um etc that you might have to the show so we don't have to be done with this topic from here um and if listening to this episode has made you realize that damn you need to work on your own money mindset then you know i can help you with that head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless sign up for my 100 audio transformational af yes it's a big claim yes i can make it. Um, money mindset course, that's the course in which I walk you through, like teach you, I actually don't just teach you, I transform you on the fly, I literally hold you by the hand in audio format. Um, And we heal your relationship with money and we up level your mindset around money and we shift through any blocks, limiting beliefs that come up along the way so that you can unlock your ability to earn your own money with ease. What you want to do with that, that's up to you. Whatever that money, that limitless money that's coming your way. Um, But if that sounds good, then that's where I would start, coreyjavid.com forward slash limitless. But if today's episode has whetted your appetite and you're like, wow, I want to be in a community of women who are talking about these things and in that kind of feeling of camaraderie of being in it together I want to be supported in this way, to maybe advocate for yourself or whatever else it is that you've got going on. If those questions that I shared with you at the beginning of the show, uh, that little snippet of insight into one of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind calls, has you excited for what having this kind of support could do for you in 2022? Then definitely get on the email waitlist to find out more. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate and sign up and you can expect to hear from me soon and until next time my love never forget you are as always limitless bye for now have you been enjoying today's show my love then help your business bestie out head over to itunes now and leave a review the team and i pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week and so it would make us so happy to see your review plus we are known to surprise and delight our reviewers so if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at i can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you